What is good, all of our listeners and viewers? Welcome back to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. And I'm Liz. And I like pay- taking pee in the collage and taking long walks in the rain. Whatever those lyrics are, we're here with episode 138. We're going to be talking about have Americans changed their mind about the concept of video games? But first, we've got some segments for you. Yes, we do. You're so weird. Uh, what? Okay, so I, I like peeing in a coladas and taking taking walks in the rain. It, if, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, taking, taking peeing in the rain. rain. If, no, we're gonna get copyrighted. <laughs> okay, so we're back. Uh, it's another audio only uh, here on YouTube. So if you're if you're here, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we have a great show for you with just me and Liz. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to be talking about Americans changing their mind about the concept of video games during quarantine. We're going to be going over a, a survey that was done by People Magazine, not you know reported by. We'll get into that. But uh, why don't we get the show started? Okay. We got a couple segments before we get to that part. So, yes. uh, so we just want to remind everybody that we're on social media. That's right. You can find us on Twitter at Gaming Groceries or you can follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. And uh, you can follow us on Instagram, Games Groceries, all one word, where you can see uh, some posts that I will put on. I swear I will. Uh, but also some questions I will ask you about the discussion. Wow. Mm-hmm. I will ask you on Twitter, Instagram, and even Facebook about the uh, you know the certain topic we'll be talking about. And I want your input in on it. So follow us on the social medias. And then, hey, join our Discord. Uh, I will have a link down below. Join our Discord. You can talk to me and Liz on there. You can, uh, you know, get some vibes from some cool people on there. <laughs> and uh, I also post the uh, social media question on there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, check out. Uh, well, we're, we don't have a website anymore, but if you're here, if you're watching, hi, how you doing? Yeah, uh, do you like gaming podcasts? That's great. Uh, this is the place to be. The Games Groceries channel here on YouTube. Subscribe and hit that notification bell so you know when all these episodes come out. If you enjoy video essays about video games, check out our second channel, Evolts. We just released our second video uh, called "What Happened to Stealth," so mm-hmm. check that one out. Uh, but yeah, with all that said and done, let's just get into it with our first segment. Movie Minutes. Movie Minutes is a segment that we talk about the movies that we watched in the past week, whether it be on Netflix, Hulu, or HBO Max. And we like to give you a recommendation or, ha, not a recommendation. Uh, we have a five-point scale here on Games of Groceries. We start at avoid at all costs, eh, pass, enjoyable, solid, and perfect for us. Uh, so this week's movie is actually coming to us from Netflix. It was just added to Netflix. I believe it's a Netflix original. Uh. I, I think it was originally supposed to come out in theaters, and I think Netflix picked it up. I didn't research it too much, but uh, don't research it. Now, it's I Care A Lot. Yay. Wow. Uh, starting Peter Dinklage and other people. <laughs> uh, so let's just get into our, you know, our final recommendations of it over a five-point scale, and then we're going to explain why we gave it that way. So, uh, Liz, why don't you go? I gave it a solid. Solid. But like almost the perfect. I also gave it solid. And this is the first movie in a while that we decided to sleep on mm-hmm. because we weren't sure. And uh, in the end, we both gave it solid because I, I just felt like it didn't really it, it didn't really stick to me like a perfect movie does. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing that I'm just like, oh, I, I want to watch it again. I'm not I'm not going to go tell a bunch of people like, oh, it's such a good movie. Yeah. Like, so, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
So let, let's get into my first note here. Is that the movie first asks you the question, are you actually a moral person or are you trying to gain something? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's a great question. I thought it would be a lot more philosophical, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. And, and not in a way of very deep and stoic. I thought mm-hmm. they would ask the question even deeper than that. But then it goes into kind of an exaggerated point mm-hmm. of somebody just trying to gain something and pretending to be moral. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know how I felt about it. There was a lot of different messages and a lot of different things going yeah. on at once that I felt like it didn't really focus on one particular thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, definitely. It's like they wanted to make like they. It's like they wanted to make you think, mm-hmm. but they just didn't quite hit the point. There, there's a couple uh, different mm, points that they wanted to make, mm-hmm. including morality. Are you actually moral? Uh, stepping on people, mm-hmm. feminism. Uh, there was a couple other things. Yeah. Not anything that was wrong about that. Mm-hmm. It was just that. What are you trying to convey here? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, that just. I feel like that's why it didn't really stick with me because there wasn't a clear. Yeah cut like what are you trying to tell me yeah you know mm-hmm. uh now the events that take place are actually extremely well put and they're very yeah. well paced i think that the movie and that's my second point by the way i think that the movie had a really good pace and uh they they trimmed a lot i yeah. think i think they trimmed a lot there's there wasn't a lot of things where you're just like is this is this over yet yada yada mm-hmm. uh but i think that this movie actually did a good job in gluing your eyes to the screen Mm -hmm. and finding out what's going to happen next. Like where's this going to take place? You know, Uh, you're you're not really thinking of where is this going? You're just thinking like, where's this going? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But what do you think about that? No, I completely agree that the, with that pace and um, there were times where I thought we knew what was going on Mm -hmm. and then we didn't. And I'm like, what's happening? Yeah. But again, not in a bad way. What's happening. It's like, all right, what are what are you doing exactly uh you know there's steps to being yeah. placed and uh i think it did a good job into you know really keeping us on edge mm-hmm. but again it wasn't really you know keep you on your toes like i gotta watch this again like it wasn't yeah thriller it was just kind of um once you know what's gonna happen i feel that mm-hmm. the second watch through of this won't be as impactful yeah but uh, it's th- not one of those movies we'll, where you'll discover more this next time you like if you watch it again. Right. Yeah. So I, I'd say my final point would be that uh, it, there there is a lesson in the end of if you step on enough less fortunate people, it will cost you in the end eventually. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of different routes and a lot of different paths this movie took mm-hmm. that by the end, I feel like that was the lesson that I took away. But I, even that, I wasn't really sure what this movie was trying to tell me, mm-hmm. you know? So by yeah. the end, I was just like, that was a great ending. What are you trying to tell me? Like, what what is this about? You know? Yeah. And, and the only reason why I say that is because I don't think that every movie needs to have a deep message behind it. Yeah. But when you first ask the question, and with a title called I Care A Lot, mm-hmm. and when you're asking the question, like, are you actually moral or are you trying to gain something? It, right there, it kind of sets you up to think mm-hmm. that, like, it's trying to push you to think differently about something. Yeah. And by the end, I didn't really feel that. No. Do you agree? Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. yeah. So any other thoughts about it? Um, I did want to say, I was thinking about this last night after we watched it. I... 
honestly, I really love the fact that they didn't make any short jokes yes. for Peter Dinklage because a lot of times when you put a little person in movies and shows, they want a joke. They're going to use a joke. And there were so many times in this movie where it would have been a good snide comment because they did a lot of those. Yes. And I was waiting for it. And I'm like, they didn't do it. And I really yeah. like that. It's I, clever writing. It's yeah. very clever writing. I really enjoy it because to me that shows like they hired Peter Dinklage just because he's a great actor. Yes. Not because they wanted a short person in the role. Mm-hmm. They just wanted Peter Dinklage. And I really like that. Like, they didn't point it out. Not once did they point out that he was small. They mm-hmm. didn't make any short jokes. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. Like, they just hired him because he's good. Mm-hmm. So I was happy with that. Uh, the one last point I will make is that uh, the main characters or the main people, you know, yeah. the, the, the main antagonist, like the antagonist was a feminist and in a lesbian relationship. And in my mind, I'm like, are we trying to make these the villains? Like, <laughs> yeah. is this really what we want to do? <laughs> like, really, no one in this movie is a nobody hero. Won. Yeah, like a protagonist. Yeah, but they did make you root for the team that is typically seen as the bad guys. That's why it was weird. Which I kind of like that because I'm just like, yes, I never get a movie where I get to root for them. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was just very weird the way they put him. But like you said, there's no clear protagonist. And there is no protagonist. There is no antagonist. It's just kind of you have to watch it. It's just someone who's more of an antagonist. Yeah. So I would I would definitely recommend this. I don't think it's perfect. No, there's definitely flaws to it. It doesn't really stick with me. But at the same time, solid movie, much more than just enjoyable. It's a a really well-made movie. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, it's called I Care A Lot. You can find it on Netflix. Uh, check it out for yourself. I, I highly recommend mm-hmm. it. Uh, but, you know, it, set your expectations the way they are and uh, go into it and just uh, see what, what what you get from it. Yeah. So let's just talk about some video games now. What do you think? Okay. Awesome. So let's just do it with our second segment. Top three gaming news. The top three gaming news is the gaming news that we saw in the past week, and we like to rank it three, two, one, just to give you a condensed version of, hey, what's going on in the gaming industry? Lizzie, what's going on? Things. You're right about that. Uh, There's something going on, though, Mm -hmm. in our soon-to-be new state. Yeah. Wow. But they failed. That's okay. Yeah. So uh, our first piece of gaming news actually comes from North Dakota. Wow. Uh, North Dakota actually put in up. Uh, they actually put in a legislation where they tried to pass some laws to actually protect tech companies located in North Dakota. Mm-hmm. So basically, what they tried to do and they failed. By the way, yeah. This is all put out on Sunday and on Tuesday of last week. Tuesday. Uh, the the vote actually dropped, mm-hmm. but basically the coalition of app fairness uh, tried to put out to legislators in North Dakota capital mm-hmm. to say, hey, Apple and Google are taking a thirty percent cut from developers, mm-hmm. and we want to make sure that anybody that's in North Dakota does not have to do that. Yeah, they're the first ones to well, they're not the first ones to put it out there, but they want to be the first ones to pass it mm-hmm. and. Uh, get it through so that other states can follow saying that if North Dakota can do it, yeah. then we can do it because New York is trying to do it. I believe Florida and Georgia are trying to do this. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason why uh, it failed is because North Dakota 
being very conservative and therefore being a free market state, they said that, you know, oh, the free market is willing into this to do it. And with the free market, you got to pay fees, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. Uh, So I want to read this quote before I talk any more about this. So this is from the article uh, that is linked down below. And uh, it's talking about how what how this quote talk about if it did pass, what would have happened? Mm-hmm. So this is coming from again article link down below. Although the bill would only have dictated how companies like Apple operate within the state of North Dakota, the bill's broad language may have forced Apple to make systematic changes of its businesses nationwide. The legislation's success could have also inspired other states to follow suit with similar attempts to regulate app stores relationships with developers, although that appears already underway despite uh, Senate bill uh, 233's failure. So they're already being inspired Mm -hmm. by this. So what they're trying to say is that with this, North Dakota could have been free from 30%. And even more so, there's also some talks. When this first came out, a lot of different tech companies said, hey, if this passes... We're going to open up offices in North Dakota. Yeah. Because to just to avoid mm-hmm. this 30% fee, 30% is a lot of cuts. Yeah. So let's say, you know, you develop an app, you develop an app, and you sell, you know, $100 worth of your app. Oh, $30 is gone. Yeah. Just because it's on Apple. Mm-hmm. That's the only place you can put on it. Yeah. So uh, with this change, they tried to make it fair, but, you know, again, they didn't get that. So yeah. uh, what do you think? Um, I think it would have been good for North Dakota. Mm-hmm. Not only would it, again, be a leader, yes. but also you'd probably get a lot more people moving to North Dakota. Like you said, mm-hmm. it would grow their market. But as someone who's moving there, because it, there's no one living there, mm-hmm. I'm kind of happy. <laughs> it would have started to make North Dakota become the next San Francisco. Exactly. Like a very big tech so I'd rather corporation. It start somewhere else <laughs> exactly so um i i think it should happen oh yeah i, I think, think it should happen i think eventually it should make its way to every state yeah uh but starting in north dakota probably wasn't the best mm-hmm. option you need to start in a more open open state. type <laughs> of state someone yeah yeah it, it lost by a good margin yeah. mostly because it's republican out mm-hmm. there and this was happening in bismarck this wasn't happening in fargo yeah this is happening in Bismarck, in North Dakota. So, uh, state capital, by the way. So, yeah, they tried their best, and in fact, one of the legislators that was representing, mm-hmm. um, I believe they were representing the coalition for app fairness. Mm-hmm. They were hired by Epic Games. Wow. Um, and if you don't know what the coalition for app fairness is, it's a it's a massive group with fifty plus members. Epic being one of them. And they're trying to get this way where mm-hmm. they can actually develop on their apps. And, okay, I should also explain this. Also, sorry, tired from work. Sue me. <laughs> but don't sue me. But uh, why this is trying to make it happen, not just taking a 30% cut, but also using outside payments yeah. to buy your app on the Google and Apple store. Mm-hmm. Using outside payments, not just Google and Apple's uh, ways of purchasing gotcha. an app. Google already offers this. Uh, Apple does not. Hmm. So I don't know. There's a lot to unpack from this. And this is just kind of like a brief summary 
of yeah. what's happening. Yeah. I'm not doing a great job of it. But uh, write your thoughts in the comments down below. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, write your thoughts. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Do you have any more insight? Let, let's discuss it more. And hey, join the Discord so that we can talk about this some more. Yeah. But uh, let's just move on to our number two gaming news, which okay. is something a, a lot more interesting, a lot less governmental, <laughs> uh, because your boy is not very governmental, but it had to do with North Dakota. So I was very, very. So we were interested in it. <laughs> I was very interested in it. Uh, so the next piece of gaming news is actually about Nintendo. Mm -hmm. And Nintendo is actually uh, trying to put out this new console. Ooh. Not very soon, though. Oh. So apparently Nintendo is already underway in making the successor for the Switch. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so while everybody is looking for the Switch Pro, what's, what's going to be next for the Switch? Is it going to be a Switch Lite again? Is it going to be uh, a massive 8K Switch? They're kind of like, forget about that thing. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, they're just saying that we're working nonstop in researching new technology to bring you a new experience mm -hmm. into a console. So Furukawa, uh, who is the CEO of Nintendo, CEO, yeah, okay, maybe I don't know. You can you can fight me on Twitter for that. Uh, Furukawa and the company are consistently and constantly uh, researching this new technology, and that's what they say in this uh, article. Is that like we're working nonstop and it's going to take years and years and years, and that takes focus. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't sound like they're really focusing on the Switch Pro. It sounds like they're focusing. On the Switch's successor. Yeah. So I'm going to read this quote from the article that, again, link down below. In order to create a single piece of hardware, we have to do a lot of preparation several years in advance. Several years in advance. Mm -hmm. So we are working without stopping. In the end, the deciding factor in whether or not to commercialize a product is whether it can create a new experience. Mm. So what he's saying is that they're not just going to give you the Switch 2. Yeah. And this actually goes in line with uh, Nintendo put out a report, I want to say like a year or two ago, that they wanted to develop a new controller. Mm. Not not even just try to do a new system, but they want to reinvent the controller, mm -hmm. which they once have before. Like yeah. they're, they're really good at innovating controllers. Whether the uh, Nintendo 64 controller was a good innovation, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's up for argument. I'll never understand that one. Uh, the GameCube controller, that's a that's a banger. Yeah, I like that one. But they're trying to redo the way the controller is. Mm. And there's a lot of things that they did differently, including the D-pad. They were the inventors of the D-pad. Mm -hmm. So thank God for Nintendo. <laughs> but so this kind of goes in line with those reports. And like I said, the only way they're going to commercialize this new Switch successor is if it gives you a new experience. Yeah, so they're just not going to just put something out because, well, we have it. Here it is. Mm -hmm. They want it to be amazing. So uh, cloud gaming confirmed? It's a cloud gaming console? That's not a new idea, Confirmed? Though. It's not a new idea. It's not new? You're, what you're saying is not new? No, it's, n it's new. I will sue you. But it's not a new idea. Well, you're not a new idea. What? Your face. What? Anyways, but... Uh yeah, so I'm very excited about this. I don't know, I can't even imagine what the new experience could cuz like oh, you said, yeah. uh I I can joke all day long about, oh, it's going to be cloud gaming. Yeah. But like you said, it's not a new idea. Stadia yeah. and Luna exist. Yeah. So it's kind of like an an X cloud. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they're going to do that. Yeah. So what are they going to do? Our feeble minds can't comprehend what they can do. I know. <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, they're researching. They said nonstop. So I'm very excited about this. Um, I have no idea what they're going to do. I'm actually pretty excited about it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I haven't turned on the Switch in a while. Yeah, me neither. I need to play more Switch games. Same. I'll, 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 I'll play more Switch games. It's just that Nintendo games never go on sale. I should play uh, Mario Rabbits. I, I think I would like that game. Yeah, it's all that's always on sale. So I'll go yeah. do that. There you go. So, uh, oh, I got to get something. I got to get something that's on sale. Anyways, okay. Number one gaming news. It's about <laughs> an indie game. It's called Valheim. Woo! Yay! So Valheim recently made some huge marks by selling. Guess how many they sold, Lizzie, in the first two weeks and some? Ten. Oh, no. <laughs> they sold three million copies. Dang. This is a... It's, it's an indie game. It is a Viking Norse survival game that's one gigabyte in size. Five people made this game in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Sold three million copies in its first two weeks and a couple days. Wow. Uh, and that's huge news Yeah. for, for indie developers. Now, I want to I go over this uh, quote before I go over anything else of mm-hmm. this. I would like to read this quote first. Uh, so, oh, never mind. I wrong quote because that's the quote from the CEO, but that's about his feelings. But, um, <laughs> I'll read it anyway, because okay. I already, I already promised you the listener. Uh, so this is actually coming from Iron Gate CEO, um, Richard Svensson. Did I say it right? Svensson? Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Um, we were always working with the assumption that the early access launch will be somewhat successful. So, I guess it does not really change our plans that much, except that maybe we can afford a bigger office now. And the article says perhaps they can build an entire longhouse. Eh, <laughs> that's great. Um, so I like how I like his attitude so far. That he sold three million copies mm-hmm. of this, and this is early access game, mm-hmm. early access, not yeah. even a full launch. And he goes and says like, uh, it doesn't really pl- change our plans much. I thought it was pretty good, maybe bigger office. Yeah. Uh, so. What are these stats really saying? Is that uh, in this three million copies that they sold, they managed to rake up sixty thousand user reviews. Wow! So that's a that's a pretty penny for uh, how many reviews you want to get, mm-hmm. and that's a lot of trustworthy reviews, whether it be good or bad. You have mm-hmm. sixty thousand people telling you what they think about the game. Yeah, that's a lot of um, it's a lot of people. Yeah. And uh, what's more interesting, and I think this is what the sales were, mm-hmm. on Wednesday of last week, on Wednesday, uh, Twitch views for Valheim reached 147,000 views wow. on Wednesday, watching someone uh, play Valheim. Yeah. Uh, and I really do think, and this is my final point on this, I really do think Twitch has a big part in how games succeed mm-hmm. nowadays. Yeah. It used to be Let's Plays on YouTube. Yeah. I really do think that a lot of games sold me because yeah. of Let's Plays. Same. Uh, like Life is Strange. You watched the Let's Play of it first yeah. and now you wanted to buy it. Now, you know, Let's Plays are really co- going over to Twitch. And what what is a Let's Play? A Let's Play, you know, allows you to see it allows you to see actual gameplay, mm-hmm. not just like a corporate gameplay. It's like, oh, not this is something actual- that they just want you to see. Yeah. This is a real person. Yeah. Just 
you know, playing the game. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Start to finish. You get to see it. Like, oh, yeah, that's this is interesting. Mm-hmm. That's how Among Us succeeded so much. Yeah. That's how Val- Valheim is succeeding because mm-hmm. Twitch views. So I do think that Twitch has a lot to do with uh, indie games going, you know, massive. Yeah. And like you said, it doesn't play, change its plans too much, except, you know, maybe they can build a longhouse now for their <laughs> offices. But uh, what do you think about all this? No, I mean, I think it's great. I think it, you know, it'll definitely give them something to work with for mm-hmm. the official release. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I mean, it's 20 bucks, uh, 20 bucks a copy, three yeah. million. And they get to keep all the pennies, right? Yeah. They yeah don't. So, I mean, yeah, they, yeah. it's a decent amount. They could do a little bit with that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> really, um, even if, you know, they only got a dollar per sale, that's three million dollars of yeah. funding yeah. going to them. Yeah. And they're getting way more if than the, a dollar. If the official release isn't like perfect, yeah, I think people are going to be real disappointed. <laughs> and that's the thing; they can, if they don't build more offices, at least they can hire more people. Exactly. So they can have more hands on. Exactly. So, uh, I don't think it'll be perfect, but I think it'll be pretty epic. Yeah. Now, have I played Valheim? No. No. <laughs> uh, only because I don't really like survival games. Mm-hmm. My one friend is trying to get me to play Grounded more. I, I like it. I just I don't like I don't like survival games, mm-hmm. and that's all. Do you like Vikings? Yes, I very much like Vikings. Yeah. I I, I don't I don't like survival games. It's yeah. just not my style. But good for them. Really happy for them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's the top three gaming news for you though. So write your thoughts in the comments down below if you're watching us on YouTube. Uh, what do you think about all this with um uh, with the uh, lobbyists over in North Dakota trying mm-hmm. to break suit of the 30% cut from Apple and Google. What do you think about that? What are your thoughts in the comments down below? Nintendo making this successor for the Switch. What do you think it's going to be? I want to hear your thoughts and all of your predictions. What are your thoughts in the comments down below? And Valheim, selling 3 million copies. Wow. Have you played Valheim? Are you loving it? Do you, uh, do you have a wish list of what's going to change? What are your thoughts in the comments down below? And make fun of me for not playing it yet. <laughs> So, with all that said and done, uh, let's move on to our big topic, which is about this mm-hmm. uh, article about a survey that was actually uh, released late January. So, we're a little late to the game here. Mm-hmm. But uh, I wanted to discuss it a little bit because it's, it points out some interesting things. So, yeah. why don't we go into it with our huh, our final topic or final thing. Uh, just move on to the, the... Our final segment. Yeah. Every single week here on the Games Groceries Podcast, we like to have a discussion about uh, the video game industry, whether it be about female gamers or game preservation. We like to sit down and have a discussion for the next half hour and just, you know, have a nice little coffee talk. Hi, Liz. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. Cool. So we're here. We're looking at the uh, article over on People Magazine. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just the article that I popped up. So find your own. But I will link this article in the description, whether you're listening on audio or on audio on YouTube. (laughs) Uh, Check it out. uh, Read it with with us, if you will. So uh, this is a survey that was conducted to get people's perspectives about Video games during quarantine. Mm-hmm. A lot of people changed their mind about this. And yeah. a lot of people might think Americans are changing their mind about video games. Mm-hmm. Wow. A couple things to put into your head real quick. A couple disclaimers. Uh, this, just take this all of this with a grain of salt. A couple of reasons why. Number one, uh, this is a survey that was conducted 
by one poll on behalf of World of Warships by Wargaming. Yeah. That is a mobile game that you probably heard of. If you haven't yeah. Googled World of Warships, it, it, they advertise on YouTube. They're they're not as bad as um oh what's that one mobile game that's always on YouTube? Shadow Shadow of Shadow, Leg, Legends Realms. I can't. I even. have no idea. <laughs> um, Shadow Legends, whatever. But that one, and then there's World of Warships. So yeah. keep that in one mind. It's sponsored by a mobile game. Yeah. The other thing to keep in mind is that the study asked, and this is from the second paragraph here, mm -hmm. the study asked 2,000 Americans how they've been coping with quarantine. Yeah. 2,000. Now, I want to keep that in mind. Yeah. This survey is only conducted with 2,000 participants. So yeah. uh, not even close to a great... Yeah, no. Yeah, so... Uh, like our number one gaming news, Valheim got 60,000 reviews, yeah. 60,000. This has 2,000. 2,000 is less than the, um, amount of residents in Fargo. Yes. So <laughs> keep that in mind. Uh, this is pretty much a mega church. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's put in less than a mega church. So I kind of want to go through a little bit of this article and just to like discuss what they said. So again, yeah. keep this in mind. A little grain of salt, but you know it still makes some interesting, still interesting points. Yeah. So a little bit of interesting points here. So the study asked 2,000 Americans how they've been coping with quarantine and found 65% struggled to find a quarantine hobby that they could stick with at first. Mm -hmm. 65%. So a lot of people were just kind of searching in quarantine. They were just yeah. looking for something to do. Just a little hobby just to get them right. And they couldn't find anything because, one, I, I think they couldn't stick to it because mm -hmm. everybody's terrified. Yeah. This isn't like a like a New Year's resolution where everybody's like, oh, yeah, we're all yeah. we're all vibing. We're all chill. Mm, this is great. No, you're, you're kind of scared if you're never going to, you know, you know, have a job again. Yeah. So uh, I, I think that 65 percent couldn't find something they could stick with. There's a lot more to it than like, eh, don't like this. Yeah. I think they're just looking in the mirror and saying, ah, don't like any of this. <laughs> what do you think about that? No, I mean, I definitely know that a lot of people did pick up hobbies yeah. in quarantine, especially the ones that weren't working, the ones that were just mm -hmm. staying home and doesn't have anything to do. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it doesn't surprise me that people couldn't stick with it because... Like you said, like, especially in the beginning, we no one knew what was happening, no one was going on. You didn't want to leave your house. And yeah. a lot of hobbies require supplies that yeah. you have to leave your house to go get. Exactly. And uh, keep that in mind. I actually have a note up in my head. You want me to remember something? Yeah. Uh, what do you said about uh, nobody wants to go out and yeah. get supplies? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. But like even Amazon, you know, there's Amazon, but like some of the hobbies are kind of niche they kind of yeah. have to go to a certain store about. Yeah. Even um, I would even say skateboarding. I try to look up skateboarding equipment. Just cu curiosity on Amazon. Oof. Yeah, not too much quality there. You know, yeah. there's also shred quarters. Um, but you know that's one thing that yeah. not a lot of people know about. Hey, go away, thing. Go away. Anyways, uh, so it does say the respondents once they did find a hobby, sixty-eight percent said they didn't know how they could live without it. Yeah. Sure. Why not? But the interesting part is, conducted by one poll on behalf of World of Warships, oof, um, a survey found that 71% of respondents started playing video games more often during quarantine than they could in uh, before the pandemic. Yeah. 
So this is interesting. One, because 71% of 2,000 people. Yeah. Again, I did try lightly to research, like, okay, who were the 2,000? Because yeah, we're going to. Exactly. I was just thinking, I'm like, how old were they? Yeah. What were their genders? What did they do for a living before that? Uh, like, what were their views of video games before? What was their schedule like before that? Which we're going to get into social media answers, mm-hmm. which the reason why I asked you on social media for this very point yeah. is just like, were they even interested in video games before this? Mm-hmm. So I don't really know. Again, I only lightly researched mm-hmm. this poll, so I couldn't really find an answer on that. Yeah. But it's at 71%, 71% of yeah. respondents started playing video games. And I think there's a good reason why. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to get into, you know, uh, the nitty gritty of this article. But um, I think what's cool about this is like, like you said, you don't have to go out for supplies because once you have the console, yeah, there's a digital marketplace. Yeah. So once you get, let's say, I don't know, an Xbox, what? <gasps> Am I or a PlayStation? Hey, hey. Or a Switch, which was the most popular. It was. And actually, yes, we did report on that, that yeah. the Nintendo Switch, which is a lot more family friendly. Mm-hmm. You know, the Switch was the most popular console to come out in 2020. It was a, a and mo- Animal Crossing came out right as everyone was going into quarantine. Yes. And it actually beats the PlayStation 5. And yeah. I think it beat the PlayStation 4 in terms of sales. Yeah. Uh, and a lot, of pe- and it's a lot more easier to pick up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's exactly a, it's a portable console. Yeah, you know, uh, and that's the thing is that's uh, there's a digital marketplace. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are downloading games. Yeah, and so if you need a new game to play, it's right there for you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go out to GameStop. You don't have to go out to Best Buy. You don't have to go out anywhere. You don't even exactly. have to go to Amazon. You don't yeah. have to wait for delivery. It's right there. Mm-hmm. It's in consumption. Yeah. Now, what is the most interesting from this? 71% uh, started playing video games. What's most interesting is that, and to escape the stress of quarantine, I'm reading directly from the article Mm -hmm. here, and to escape the stress of quarantine and COVID-19, 63% of those surveyed are playing more immersive role-playing video games than ever before. Hmm. Immersive role-playing games, which uh, I find to be not surprising. Yeah. Because... Two reasons. One, like they said, this one word right here, immersive. Yeah, it which it, means you are not currently in this trash fire 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, because role-playing games allow you to be you yeah. in a different world. Yeah. And I talked about this in the first Evolve video where uh, adventure games allow you to take on the role of a already set character. Yeah. Whereas role-playing games, you are the character. Yeah. So that's great. So 63% of those uh, played more immersive role-playing games. And that's the reason number one, immersive. Mm-hmm. Number two, they uh, usually they take the longest. Yeah. Like, the reason why I don't play as many role-playing games as I used to before, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. I don't have time. In fact, on my days off, I usually try to find the shortest game in my backlog. Yeah. Because I want to experience more games on my days yeah. off. Uh, so that's what I usually do. But again, I, I've played, um, well, that's more of an adventure game, but Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. I haven't really played a good role-playing game in a good while. I need to get on that. But, uh, or even a JRPG. Who knows? But the thing is, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. Now, the difference between me and those conducted in the survey, me and you both, yeah, we both work during quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. We Well, 
you can discuss it, but like you were just saying, like we didn't have that experience. Yeah, I remember when we were when everyone was in quarantine, like no one was leaving their house. I was like, I sometimes, I, I mean, I'm very glad I had a job, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't get to fully experience mm-hmm. this time because I got, I kept my job, I was able to still travel to work and we're not complaining about that by the way Uh, yeah i'm not complaining at all but at the same time i was like i'm not experiencing that like being with you 24 7 Mm -hmm. you know for months on a time i wasn't experiencing not knowing what to do with all my time or anything that i was going to work every single day yeah and so we didn't need to think of hobbies or things to do or anything like that because we were going to work every day yeah so, yeah, we didn't experience that. Exactly. So I didn't really play more immersive games, but it seems like the 71% who were playing video games, they weren't picking up, you know, old, good, you know, short games. They were picking up intense, immersive role-playing games. Mm-hmm. I don't know what those games were. I don't think the report actually says that. Uh, who knows if it was Octopath Traveler or if it was... uh mario rpg i don't know mm-hmm. um i don't know what those role-playing games were but the fact that they said immersive role-playing uh it could have been raid shadow legends that's it there you go I'm it could have been raid shadow legends that's yeah. that's an immersive rpg or even uh world of warships who go. knows but now here's an interesting thing there's two last two things i want to go into before we get into social media answers mm-hmm. Uh, just over a third of respondents are also turning to nostalgia to combat their stress. Uh, 67% of respondents said they've been able to reconnect to their younger self by playing video games during quarantine. Mm -hmm. Now that tells me, that tells me that, um, they, they didn't really experience games before. Yeah. Um, at least currently they were just kind of like passive gamers. Oh, okay, I understand what you're saying now. Yeah. They were once gamers before. Yeah, they played when they were younger and they gave it up when they grew up. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. I think during this whole quarantine, this whole pandemic, as bad as it was, I am also saying that it was a terrible time. Mm-hmm. Awful. A lot of deaths. We're not trying to yeah. uh, make lesser of that, but it gave a lot of people perspective of what did you do with your life? Yeah, what's important? Mm-hmm. Now that you don't have work, what's important to you? And so when they said 67% connected with their younger self mm-hmm. by playing video games. Yeah. And that tells me that they had to t- take a look at themselves and yeah. saying that like, I I, well, I don't know why I gave this up. Yeah. You know, they, they start to open up and just say, this is not what I wanted my life to be. Mm-hmm. Not not in terms of COVID, but in terms of... I don't of think anyone wanted that. It, but pre-COVID, yeah, they didn't want their lives to be like this. They just kind of grew up and just, yeah. well, uh, quote unquote, grew up. Yeah. You know, quote unquote, grew up and they got a quote unquote real job mm-hmm. where they have to wear a suit and they start to take perspective. And I think by playing video games, they had this kind of realization, all 2000 participants... <laughs> Uh, they had this kind of realization to say, yeah, I don't know what, what I was doing before. Yeah. So by reconnecting to the younger selves, I think they're starting to re reestablish their priorities in life. Yeah. And I, I mean, I can definitely say that I feel like if we were quarantined and we were stuck, 
not working for months, mm-hmm. there would have been many occasions where we would have been like, let's play in 64. Let's play yeah. GameCube. Like we definitely would have broken out our old systems. Oh yeah, for sure. Just a, just just to uh, have comfort of the past. Yeah. But I think, you know, it's starting to reestablish yourself. Yeah. So those are the two things before we wanted to get into social media answers. Did mm-hmm. I say two things? I think it did. You said two things, but I think you only did one thing. Yeah. So um, I want to save this part for after okay. social media answers, though. Gotcha. Um, yeah. No. Okay. I will I will talk about that after. They're okay. all, also at the end. Also at the very end. Yeah, right here. Uh, I'll just say this before we get to social media answers. Here's the second thing. As respondents are stuck inside, thanks to quarantine, they admitted playing video games in unusual places, including the toilets. Nobody plays video games on the toilets. What? Never. <laughs> I, I love how that article, like, it kind of, like, closes everything out. Like, yeah, like, that's the end of the article. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, uh, they they admitted to playing video games on the toilet. Like, I don't think that's an also. Un- why would you say that when you're being interviewed about this? I don't know. I guess I don't care. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> um, but I just thought that was a stupid point yeah. that they made. It's like, oh, isn't that weird and kooky? And it's like, yeah, none of us have ever done that. <laughs> uh, so I want to jump into social media answers. I actually asked you on uh, all the social medias. Uh, I asked you the question. How, uh, how has your relationship changed with video games changed in quarantine? Uh, so I, I I conducted this survey and I got all but the uh, three answers here. Uh, you are writing upside down, Missy. Is it backwards? Uh, it's very backwards. Whatever. I'll get it. You'll get it. <laughs> My God. You're <laughs> My trying to write down a timestamp. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> well, how did you do that? Okay. My goodness. What is wrong? I got the one right. Anyways. So I'm going to read from our Instagram answer. I only got three answers here. I know. Like a whole big correspondence of participants. Yeah. But really, our listeners are gamers. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to talk about this is that mm-hmm. has your relationship with video games changed because you're already yeah. a gamer yeah so old man da- old man dancing to music and more uh emo music okay because uh, in instagram your whole name is just yeah. one word so old man dancing to emo music and more who i don't know who that is i don't know who that guy is um oop, i unliked him uh said nothing has it's twofer by the way um <laughs> Nothing has really changed. I usually stay home anyway. Uh, what do you think about that? That nothing's changed? Nothing's changed. I mean, for a gamer, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, yeah, because if you were already gaming, the most I would say is that if you were in quarantine, you mm-hmm. just played more yeah. than usual. Exactly. Yeah, your, your relationship really hasn't changed. Is that I like what he said in the last statement. I stay home anyway. Yeah. So if you're in quarantine, you're kind of just Mm -hmm. doing what you're already doing. Exactly. So that's why I feel like that's why I actually asked the question to gamers Mm -hmm. because I I didn't know who they surveyed in this. Like what kind of people in that 2000. But if they quoted gamers, I don't think any of them would have said that only 71% started to pick up video games. Yeah. I think it would have been like 
closer to like 90%. Yeah. If not 100. But that's why I wanted to know, like, what what's the deal? So I do have two other social media answers here, uh, both from Discord. Join the Discord. Uh, we have Absolute Prodigy. We have Commander Nikki. We have GameSimp, who was our last mm-hmm. guest. So uh, jump in the Discord, everybody. Yeah. So how has your relationship with video games changed in quarantine? Absolute Prodigy has this to say, Pokemon. That's it. Uh, but really, he says, but really, I've actually punched a bit into my backlog. Mm-hmm. I'm one of the fortune people who could work from home. So I didn't feel overwhelmed with my game backlog. Mm. So, again, he also worked during the quarantine. Yeah. He was working from home. But, you know, all it really did was change your relationship to the backlog. And it gave you time to go into that. Yeah. Uh, did you go- jump into your backlog at all? <laughs> no. No. Because we were working. Well, we were working, but also for me, when I'm stressed Mm -hmm. or things like that are happening, I go more towards movies and TV. Like, I'm a binger. Like, I'll binge watch TV series. So I did more of that. Mm -hmm. My comfort does not lie in video games. It lies in Mm -hmm. TV shows. So I did more of that. It's funny because uh, the first... The first thing in uh, this year, by the way, uh, in the uh, how to chip away at a backlog uh, episode that we did, uh, we got a YouTube comment saying that we're not anything. We should just give up. So thank you. If you if you're listening to this, we did give up on video. Um, (laughs) But yeah, in the in the episode where we talked about, uh, you know, chipping away at your backlog, Mm -hmm. I had this whole plan of putting away my backlog. This is my uh, I have 20 games I'm going to get rid of. Uh, in terms of backlog, yeah, get get rid of. In the year twenty twenty, March and, happened, yeah, and I was like, I can't play new games. I want to be comforted, exactly, and I couldn't do it. I played from March to April. I played mostly Forza, Forza Horizon games, and mm-hmm. NBA two K. Those are my comfort games. Those yeah. are just like my junk food games mm-hmm. that I just went into. And I, it, it didn't. My relationship with video games, I think, changed from, you know, uh, going into and achieving something to just finding comfort in. Exactly. Um, and not to say that like I only found my comfort with video games, mm-hmm. but it changed in the way of how I played the video games. Yeah, and I think honestly, I feel like maybe if we were stuck at home, like we weren't working, maybe we would have gone more into the backlog because we would have all that time to kill. Mm-hmm. But since we were still working, but still also stressed from what was going on, yeah, we just wanted to feel comfort. We wanted to feel safe. Yes. <laughs> and that's why I think, because I, I read something, a comment article or something last week where it said people with anxiety tend to rewatch the same shows and movies because mm-hmm. you know what's going to happen. Yes. And I think that's why like, I rewatch a lot of shows. So I mm-hmm. did that a lot this year. I rewatched... Yeah old shows from when i was younger mm-hmm. and so, oh yeah can i remind you something sure before i forget on live on this podcast okay i i thought she looked familiar but i saw a meme of parks and rec and i was like oh my god why didn't i think of this um agnes from uh wandavision agnes yeah. from wandavision is actually the uh the evil politician from parks and rec that oh, went yeah. against. Yeah, I knew her from a bunch of stuff. She's been in a. Ton she of looked things. familiar, and I was like, "Where?" And then I saw a meme of Parks and Rec, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, that's I her." Didn't 
recognize her from that. But I, I mean, I recognized her because I know she's in a ton of stuff. Yeah. I didn't recognize. I wasn't like, oh, she was in something. Mm-hmm. I knew that she was in things. But uh, before I go into the next social media answer, uh, uh, get on Disney Plus and watch WandaVision. It's yeah. fantastic. It's so good. Muppet Show's on it. Yes. I'm, as you're listening to this episode right now, I'm I'm watching. Adam is binge watching the Muppets. I'm binge watching Muppet Show. He's doing so. nothing but watching Muppets. So uh, take comfort in that, people, as you're <laughs> listening. Uh, so finally, we, on Discord, we have at Commander Nikki. Who says, well, I guess not at, it's just Commander Nikki yeah. on Discord. Uh, fortunately, I was employed, still am, all through lockdown. So the time I got to spend on games didn't change compared to before Corona. She said, he, 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 BC, before Corona. Was, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you got a joy out of that one. I like that one. Good job. Uh, but some games did hit differently. Vampire. Uh, the Last of Us and The Last of Us Two, like they changed their whole Outbreak Day to uh, Last of Us Day, because mm-hmm. um, they can't really call it Outbreak Day on during the pandemic. It's just, oh, it's just Last of Us Day. Yeah. And with Vampire, I picked probably the weirdest time to play it for the first time. I can imagine it would feel different, but BC, she yeah. put it. Uh, and yeah, so if you didn't play Vampire, a vampire has a lot to do with the outbreak. Um, mm-hmm. There's a disease going around, so you're a doctor vampire going around. And uh, of course, The Last of Us, there's an outbreak there. And uh, yeah, some games do feel a little bit different, yeah. which is why I think they wanted to delay, or at least rumors had to be, they wanted to delay Last of Us 2 mm-hmm. the way it was because it was coming around in 2020. Yeah, I think I think forever anyone, mm-hmm. you know, alive and be and able to remember 2020, yeah, are going to think of those shows and movies a little bit different now. I think so. Um even last night we were watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine mm-hmm. and they mentioned how 2017 was oh. like the worst they're like and 2017 does again. I'm like Wait three more years. You don't even <laughs> Yeah, they say like, "Oh, here's another hit from 2017." I'm like Oh, you don't even know, oh, man. You don't even know the half of it. 2017 is nothing. So that's the social media answers. And uh, like I said, I, I, I think from gamers, nothing really changed other than like you got to play your favorite mm-hmm. games. And I think the way you play video games changed slightly. Yeah. And that's why this article is a little bit interesting, because I think it goes into people who didn't really think of video games as, as something an option. as an option or something helpful mm-hmm. to them, which is going to my closing thoughts here. Closing thoughts. I actually want to go into uh, the last pieces of this article. So the last pieces actually goes into reconnection. Mm-hmm. So I want to close this out by reading a couple statistics here. Again, 2000 Americans, 71% that said they went back into video games. And I think the beautiful part about this is that I think Americans are starting to change their mind because, of course, mm-hmm. Americans go, video games are violent. They're nothing but goop, gooply goop. <laughs> uh, they do nothing good for you. Yeah. So let me just rattle off some stats here from the survey. Um, 66% of respondents have reconnected with old friends during, uh, during this time with gaming. 66%. Went back mm-hmm. to old friends because of video games. 63% also said they don't think they would be in touch with their friends as much without video games. Yeah. So we have 66% of 
old friends that they haven't talked to in a long time. Yeah. 63% said they probably wouldn't have connected with friends. Yeah. Here's a really interesting one. Top The top people respondents are playing video games on a regular basis. However, are their, their own children. Yeah. 62% said it brought them closer to their children than ever before. Yeah. And I know a lot of parents, when I did youth ministry, they connected with their kids with games. All they yeah. did was just play video games with their kids. Yeah. And uh, in fact, the friend, the friend that's um, playing Grounded with me, he's playing Grounded with his kid. Yeah. And that's how they connect and how they bond. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go off some other stats here. Uh, oh, burp gang. Um, 34, 34% of those polled are also connecting with their siblings through video games. Mm. And 30% have played with old college friends. Respondents, from, respondents working from home also admitted that playing video games during their work day average four times a week. Yeah. So these last stats here is what I want to close mm-hmm. out with. Is that I think Americans are starting to see that video games are more than just a little bit of a hobby or or a waste of time. But it's what video games are meant to do: mm-hmm. connect people, mm-hmm. also take your money. Well, but yeah. uh, but it's meant to connect you with others. Yeah. It's meant to actually go into it with a friend and actually experience either a new story or a new map in a new multiplayer mode or um. You know, this mission that you have to go into together, mm-hmm. the, a lot like Division or uh, like I like to play with my my buddy. I like to play uh, Black Ops Cold War. If you have Black Ops Cold War and you have not played Prop Hunt, it's so fantastic. And I play it all the time with my buddy from work. Yeah. And it's a good way to, to uh, keep up with people because, again, 63% said they don't think they will be in touch with their friends as much without video games. Yeah, because if it's someone that you don't talk to a lot, mm-hmm. randomly texting them, it's like, oh, hey, how are you doing? And you have the typical and then nothing. You're not going to call them randomly. That's awkward. Exactly. Whereas when you're playing a game together, it gives you something to talk about, gives you something to do. Mm-hmm. like, And it just helps you know, guide a conversation. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be a console game. Yeah. Among Us is a huge one. Yeah. Among Us just skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. There was Among Us. There was Fall Guys. There, there's now Valheim. You can connect with Valheim, mm-hmm. uh, you know, by yourself, but still. But I think Among Us was a huge one. And yeah. even Animal Crossing, to, yeah. you know, going to each other's islands mm-hmm. because the Switch was the biggest seller. Yeah. And again, I, I think that people stuck with video games during quarantine because they saw the power of connection. Mm-hmm. They can actually not just, like you said, just call their buddies and be like, oh, hey, how you doing? Doing good. Yeah. Still in quarantine. Yeah. But with this, it's like, hey, man, let's hop into uh, Black Ops. Let's play some prop hunt and just have the time of your life. Yeah. Not talk about how you're doing, blah, blah, blah. Because how's everybody doing during quarantine? Everyone is stressed. Everyone's stressed, depressed. I don't know when this is going to end. If you ask, how are you doing? Oh, you know, just dying on the inside. <laughs> but when you're playing a video game, yeah. you're not asking how you're doing. You're you're asking yourself, why am I a box in Call of Duty? That That's your question. Yeah. But, or even um, like with Among Us, like you seem a little suspicious. I'm going <laughs> to eject you from the ship. But I, I think it's just a connection that's really making people stick to video games mm-hmm. in this. And again, I, again, I know I said it before, but... Just rallying off these stats one more time. 66% connected with old friends. 
63% said they wouldn't be in touch with their friends without video games. 62% said it brought them closer to their children than ever before. And 34% connecting with their siblings. 30% connecting with their old college friends. Mm-hmm. Connections. Relationships. Yep. Americans are starting to change their perspective towards games mm-hmm. because of the connections they're making now. Yep. And I think gamers didn't really like get big big boy gamers. <laughs> uh, like the ones we surveyed. Yeah. In our question, they don't really change because they knew the power of video games. Mm-hmm. But people who didn't know anything about it before quarantine, they're starting to understand, like, this is why people are sticking with it. Mm -hmm. Also skateboarding. Skateboarding brings community, but that's also a no-no because you have to touch people. Yeah. Yeah, in skateboarding, you have to. No, that's not a thing. what? There you go. No, (laughs) (laughs) it's like, you're just like, yeah, you do have to touch people. Um, (laughs) Any other final thoughts? No, I mean, I think we kind of touched on everything yeah yeah cool yeah yeah if yeah well i was i don't i don't know okay no no other thoughts no no i'm good well if you're watching us on youtube and if you have any further thoughts write your thoughts in the comments down below i want to hear from you uh have you connected with old friends with video games uh did your relationships change because of video games have you played prop on on call of duty black ops uh cold war i mean uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. I don't think I said Cold War this entire time. Sp- I think you said it the first time. Oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but you know, have you played that mode? It's a, it's it's crazy. Uh, if you haven't yet, it's a lot like um, Praise multiplayer. Um, oh, I can't remember what it was called. Anyways. But yeah. So what are your thoughts about this article? Read the, read the article. Write your thoughts down in the comments down below. I'm excited to hear from you. Uh, as I'm excited every time I read your comments. <laughs> Especially if you tell me to give up, because yeah. I most certainly will. Wow. No. No, no giving up. No quits. Yeah. Um, I think that does it for the show. Yeah, I think so. So, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, again, you know, this is just me and Liz just talking about an article here, but uh, hopefully we'll have a guest for next week. Mm-hmm. But just this week, you know. Uh, you know, it wasn't really the best mental week for us. Yeah. If you want to know more, check out our other episode that's coming out tomorrow. Yeah. What's the biz? It comes out every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So if you want more podcast content from us, check out what's the biz. You can find it on your favorite podcast platforms, except for YouTube. And, uh, with all that said and done, thanks again for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to be safe out there, everybody. Please wear your mask, wear your mask for mm-hmm. goodness sake. And stay awesome, stay driven, and keep gaming. Bye.